Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 382 from March 17th, 1997, a Monday night show. Guest tonight, the love between the two hosts. Adam plugs Blur, scheduled for tomorrow night. Adam says the phrase during the commercial, and then jokes about how when you work in radio, all off mic time becomes a commercial to you. This leads into an early publicist rant. He explains what the uh, lovely producer Anne has to deal with when it comes to booking the show, and how much work she truly puts into it. Adam's being very kind to producer Anne, which in light of tomorrow night, makes it seem extra strange. Just wait for episode 383. Adam keeps ranting and says kiss my ass to the publicists who refuse to book people on the show. The kiss my ass he screams here, it seems, was captured and saved to a cart, and used for great effect later in the run of the show, thanks to Engineer Mike. Adam explains that Loveline is doing the guest a favor, not the other way around, regardless of the client. This is truly an epic rant, and Adam clarifies he does not have a certain guest in mind. This is just a general rant, and once again, it is amazing. Do not miss this. As per usual, it's recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. <laughs> 1-800-L-O-V-E-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455 is the fax number. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. How are you, Doc? I'm fine. Good. Tonight, our guest is uh, the love that we find between the two hosts. Yeah. Will the guest be joining us? Uh, no. <laughs> They'll not be in. Uh, Blur is coming in tomorrow night in Matthew Sweet on Thursday, right, Adam? Yes. So... Two good musical uh, groups coming up, or personalities, uh, coming up later on. But uh, tonight, it's just us finding the uh, love. And let me just say something, and this is a continuation of the conversation we were having during the commercial. And, uh, or sorry, uh, before the show started. Uh, that's what happens when you do too much radio. Everything uh, between the time you're talking and the mic is a commercial. <laughs> Uh, you know, when we leave at uh, 12, I look at that as like a 22-hour uh, commercial I'm on. <laughs> I just drink coffee and pee. Here's the situation. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, uh, and I've mentioned this before. Here's the situation. Loveline is uh, our show, and it's the listener's show. That's it. It's a national show. It kicks ass in all the markets it's in. We love all our listeners, and that's the situation. Now, we get guests on this show, and we're happy to have them, some happier than others. Some nights we don't have guests. Other nights we do have guests. Uh, 99 out of 100 guests who come into this show have a great time, hang out and chat it up during the commercials, and uh, when they leave, they're fans of ours, and we're fans of theirs. Uh, the trouble I have is with the publicists. Now, let me explain to everybody who uh, do not understand what publicists are. These are the comments of Adam Carolla alone. Ann Wilkins does not agree with Adam no. in any way. And she's the one busily uh, booking our guests. So. Right. Ann does a wonderful job and has to deal with these vermin on a daily basis. Uh, 
publicists and manager, managers are basically, um, you, you know when you see uh, when these nature films and there's like a shark swimming around and then there's a little pilot fish on it sucking uh, little leeches and stuff off the, off the shark? That's, that's your publicist. This is what a publicist does. Uh. These are a blight on the uh, ass of entertainment, publicists. They get, uh, they get half-ass stars, and then they come in here and they want the world. Oh, talk more about this. Oh, talk more about that. Or we're not going to book this guy, or they're not going to book that guy. Please understand this, all publicists that are listening to this show. Kiss my ass. We don't want your stinking stars. If they want to come on, good. They'll come on. And you know what? We're doing them a favor. Do you understand? They have a national radio show. They can sit here for two hours and plug their goddamn movie of the week or their record or their movie or their book. And we're glad to talk to them about it. You are not doing us a favor. Do you understand that? I don't give a damn who you people represent. You're not doing us a favor. And if you think we're going to kiss your ass to get your half-ass star in this show, you can come over here and kiss mine. This is a general thing. I do not have any special people in mind when I say this. Uh, if you want to come in here and mind your P's and Q's and bring your celebrity guests, we will be glad to accommodate them. We will treat them like kings, and we will gladly plug away every project they have to plug. Maybe we ought, we ought Hell, to... they can make up projects. We'll plug it. Comment. But if you think we're going to bend over backwards to have uh, the idiots that you represent on this show kiss my ass. Do you hear me? Maybe we had a comment on what the guest Thank role you, is Ann. in the show. And that, and that is, hang on, Ann. And that is that um, there, it's an opportunity for young people and young adults to look at celebrities and people whom they identify with as successful for once without the celebrity veil on. Right. That's the idea. The idea is not to, I mean, if they want to, if, if their intent is to plug and, you know, be seen in the public, fine. But their role here is to share and be honest and to. Uh, have an impact and help people. That's it. That's that's the purpose. And if, well, they, if they don't want to do that, they don't have well, to. Well, and they have product to plug. That's I fine. Mean, it's a business, and yeah. I understand that, and we do it gladly. And uh, if anyone ever listens to this show with any regularity, you know that if someone comes on and they got a CD to sell, I say the name of the CD 20 times during the course of the evening. We play the songs. We talk to the band. We talk to the celebrity. We talk to the author, and we do it all. Yeah. And that's the way the show works, and we have a good time, and we're glad to have them. All right. It's just don't come in here with unreasonable demands, and don't give us that, well, maybe you'll get this person, and maybe you won't. We could give a rat's ass. And there are a handful of publicists who are great. Yes. And who do a lot of stuff for us. and Who give a bad name to the publicist uh, industry, by the way, the handful <laughs> that aren't, aren't a-holes. Yes, so, you're right. Anne. That doesn't go for everybody. Absolutely not. Hell, I mean, with some of these, you know, you're making my job harder. I, I understand, but ultimately it'll be easier because we'll just get rid of all of them, and then we <laughs> Good won't thing have you any guys, guests. Yeah, like doing shows without guests. But uh, <laughs> we have a little difference of agenda. And Anne's job is to book guests. Our job is uh, to get do off. shows without guests. Uh, but no, I mean, like uh, when the Verve Pipe came into town, I never met those guys. It was a year and a half ago. We all went out to dinner. We had a great time. We had a few beers. I went to the show the, two days later. There plenty. There's millions of examples like that. A lot of good bands, a lot of good stars with a lot of good representation. But there are also a lot of them that want the world. And uh, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. Do you understand that? We don't want them. We're doing you a favor. Please beat that into your pathetic money-grubbing heads. We're doing you a favor by having your celebrity on this show.
and I'll, I'll give you a good example. Drew, hmm. let's do the show. Let's go. Hey, no celebrity. Hmm. I'm disappointed. Can we still do the show? Yes. Yes, we can. Do we, do we prefer wow, to do it? imagine that. Yes, we like it. Christy, 17. Hi. Um, kind of nervous, but um, you guys are cool. I like your show and everything, but um, I need some advice from Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I have a friend that I think is being battered. and um, By whom? By her boyfriend which she's had for about a year and a half, two years. She's a really nice person. She's really she's a she's really gorgeous and everything, but I think he um either has really low self-esteem cuz he is always putting her down. Right. Like in front of his friends and right, in right, front right. of her us, which is her friends. Right. How old is she? She's 18. How old is he? He just turned 21, I think. Does he drive an El Camino? Uh I don't know. No. No, he I don't know. What kind of car does he drive? He drives a truck. Oh, like truck. A okay. Toyota. Oh, truck. Okay. And uh, does he go to junior college or does he uh, work with his hands? No, he just, um, he's in love with pool. He just plays pool. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Well, he's quite a catch. But he, okay, he, t- he was a super nice guy, as she told me when she first met him and everything. And then one day she told she went out with her friends all the time, and he sat at home. Well, one day she told him to go out to his friends, and so he did. And ever since that, he's turned around, and he doesn't let her go out of the house or anything. She moved. All right, all right, all right, wait, Christy, wait. I, I, you know, we we get the picture that this is a terribly abusive situation, horribly abusive. Well, if not just emotionally, but physically, maybe. probably. Look, it, it sounds terrible. Anytime attractive people are battered, that's uh, it's always a shame. Well. Uh, just her being involved with a... Oh, okay. Guy a, shoots a lot of snooker. Yeah, yeah that's bad. Uh, and by the way, ladies, uh, let it be a um, a little tip to you that when a guy is too nice at the beginning, uh, he usually turns into a batterer. And you can't do anything about that, Chris. All you can do is keep reflecting to her how it makes you feel, what you see her doing. And if if she doesn't want to make a change, she's not going to make a change. And if she gets out of this relationship, she'll likely get another one just like it. You she, ca- see, the thing is that she says she wants to get out of it. Well, then that's it. Get out. And she ha- But she has no money. She lives with her boyfriend, and her parents won't let her move back in. Can you talk to her parents? Um. Well, her dad's kind of... Also abusive. Imagine that. But huh. yeah, he's kind of strict on. That's all coincidence, there, Drew. Yeah, but he's kind of strict on things. So well, dad, the dad, the abusive dad. He, you know, if you if you if you really want to help your friend, you might get the father to look at himself and the impact he's had on your friend and the reason that she tends to choose these abusive a holes, because it is all about him that ultimately determines her relationships uh, yeah, with males. Like he's going to drop that role for five minutes and well, uh, take a good a good look uh, at his past. Uh, no, it's never going to happen. Listen, Christy. Yeah. You can't really do anything. All you can do is keep sort of bombarding her with the truth, and eventually her she, ears will perk up and she'll hear it. Uh, as far as the reasons why, uh, everybody has reasons why they can't do anything. I mean, if you really look at it, you know what I mean? A- anybody with reasons why they can't do things is... Are, are, you show me the people who give you a long uh, laundry list of reasons why they can't do things at uh, 20, I will show you a 30-year-old loser. Yeah. The people that just go, yeah, I know, I, 
how am I? I can't continue my education because I got to work. Right. Uh, then, yep, guess what? You work at the fudge factory for the rest of your life. Then it, we uh, had this discussion over the weekend again. The, we did. The, well, we were talking about the fact that people that blame circumstances, blame externals, blame environment, blame other people. Right. Blame anything uh, they, other than themselves. Right. Can't make change. They spend uh, more time blaming their environment and their superiors and their parents and their peers than they do blaming themselves. And here's what I said to Drew during that conversation, I believe, while we were boating. I said, listen, it, here, here's what it is, and then we'll move on. Uh, you either internalize or you externalize, as they say. Uh, internalizing is when uh, anything that happens you think is your fault or because of you, good or bad. And an externalizing is whatever happened, it was someone else's fault, an external uh, force. If you're a person who externalizes, then why should you ever change? It's never your fault. If it's always the boss, if it's always the principal, if it's always the boyfriend, girlfriend, or parent, if it's always them, then you can't, you can't even... Why should you, you change? Can't even, you didn't you, do anything. Right, you can't identify a need for change. Right. But and it is, is never that. That, that's it right. Is, it is always yourself. That's all, the only thing you can that's change. It. That's right. Find me an externalizer, I will show you a loser. Every time. Look at every loser. Is always an externalizer. All right? You've been there, huh? Oh, yes. Yeah, listen, everybody, uh, I was the biggest loser in the world. You know, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment with three guys, uh, smoked grass, and uh, avoided work like the plague. Chris, 22. Because it was the man. Because <laughs> the, the man was holding me down. Well, anyways, i got a question and for And sodomizing you. me on, on weekends. Chris, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, I have a question for you, Drew. Yeah. I just found out in February that my wife is pregnant. February, okay. And uh, she took the uh, pregnancy test, and it came out positive. Yeah. And then just recently, she told me she's been kind of bleeding. Yeah. You know, it's not like spotting, but it's kind of like light bleeding. And I was just kind of wondering why is that it's kind of like bad or good? That's bad. She needs to go immediately to a hospital. All right. Immediately. Okay. Can you, can you, I mean, it's a threatened abortion. It's a threatened miscarriage. Really? You otherwise. don't have any spotting or anything when you're you pregnant? You can. You can. But if, until a doctor looks at it, you cannot take... If you want to have this pregnancy, you can't take any risks. I mean, it's not necessarily a good sign. It could be an ectopic pregnancy. It could be a lot of different things. Why didn't she see an obstetrician right away as soon as she found out I've she was pregnant? I've been telling her to go, but it's just like, she's all like, well, I will, I will, you know. No. She's got another life on the line here. If this is any know. example of how she's going to manage this child... Right. Uh, you got a problem. Right. Well, she has a, she has another kid. She's five years old, and when she was pregnant with her, she bled for like two days, and then she stopped, and then the whole pregnancy was fine. After that's that. fine. It can uh, be did fine. Did she but, have that one out in the woods, or no, no, no. She went no. to a hospital. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's it is a necessary disaster, but it is a sign of trouble. Right. And uh, if you want to try to preserve this thing, you got to don't, get, don't get me wrong or anything. She's a great mother and everything. You know, she raised her daughter by herself for five years. You know. How old is uh, How old is she now? She'll be 24 in July. Oh, nineteen when she had the child. So, right. in, what, in what sense An was she an older mother? Just out of curiosity, what <laughs> what sense was she a great mother? Huh? What does that mean to you, a great mother? Well, she's you know she's really good to her, you know, and she she just takes good care of her, you know. She's just been there for for the last five years, you know. How does she support the child? Um, right now she's on a student loan. She's going to college right now. Student loan. So. Okay. All right. All right. Why is she pregnant again? By me. <laughs> So. Yeah, but how come? You guys want more kids? Yeah, I because I want a kid of my own. This is from, the one she has now is from a previous relationship. I see. I understand that impulse, but uh, don't uh, don't talk that way in front of the five year old. Right. Don't let him ever uh, hear any of that kid of your own stuff. Isn't isn't it the more natural progression that one would get married to have the kids? They're married. 
Oh, you are married? Yeah, we so are what? married. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, and she's older. All nice. right, Chris, you sound like a decent guy. Thanks a lot. Uh, get her, uh, get her over to see somebody, please. Okay. Immediately. Yes, right, because sure uh, that's your kid this time. Yeah, this is my kid. All right, get but in another there. Another thing I was going to tell you too is that it stopped completely now, and it's not. Really, she's not bleeding. Yet. All right, all right. So maybe you don't have to run right out this minute, but tomorrow, I mean, right. she's got to be seen right away. It could be a problem. Okay, great. Okay. Well, you should just be seen anyway, right? Absolutely. So as soon as you find out you're pregnant. You got to go see a. I mean, uh, not that not that minute, but yeah, you should be setting up an obstetrician, getting some prenatal care going, and even if it's just a nurse practitioner or somebody in the system, you got to get established. Well, at least pick up one of those pamphlets. I think that's what my mom did. She went down to the library and grabbed one of those. It said, uh, "Hey, are you, uh, are you pregnant? Quit smoking." <laughs> that's it. It was, it was it was a thick pamphlet, but when she opened it, it just said, "Quit smoking." You know, uh, no one in my family ever smoked. Cigarettes? No cigarettes and uh, no booze in the family either. What's uh, your ethnic background? Uh, honky. Honky what? Honky uh, Italian. All right. No, no, my mom's side is like all like Welsh and stuff. Though. She should be drinking. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, St. Patty's Day. That's right. Another excuse for the Irish to drink. That, that's all this is. You know, hold on a second, Jason. There's certain holidays where uh, most cultures are drinking cultures. Uh, the Jews don't drink too much. And I'm trying to think who else doesn't drink. Is it just the Jews? Who else uh, doesn't drink, Drew? African cultures aren't usually built around alcohol. African Americans uh, don't drink. Um, all right, Africans, uh, Jews, and uh, who else? Eskimos? Uh, they, they, they drink? Oh, yeah. oh big drinkers. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, who doesn't certain, drink? Certain parts of... Uh... I'm just saying, if you, there are certain cultures that like to drink. Mexicans like to drink. Irish like to drink. Yeah. So uh, Cinco de Mayo just turns into a big frat party. I mean, and, uh, and I, I don't even know what St. Patrick's Day is anymore. Everyone just, hey, get loaded. Yeah, we got to drive home in this tonight. I didn't think about that. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you have cultures that are predisposed to drinking, then any holiday... I don't care if the holiday. Uh, here's what this holiday is: uh, it's uh, uh, a million uh, a million people were uh, died in a potato famine. Hey, let's get loaded. <laughs> Jason, twenty. Hey, how's it going? Hey, um, I had a question here for you guys. Hey, the guy drove some snakes out of some place. Hey, let's get loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then all the other drinkers of all the nations get involved with this one. <laughs> yep. It's like uh, when they had Senior Ditch Day, and I was in tenth grade. I didn't show up either. <laughs> Why? I didn't. Same just principle. Need, just needed a reason. Not Same principle. Yes, Jason. Okay. Um, question is here for people who have anal sex. Does the sphincter muscle in the anus does that deteriorate, and do you lose control of that? Not. Well, that's a good question. Not really. Not that I am aware of, though. No? Certainly, you'd be at higher risk of anal disease, hemorrhoids, and and abscesses. So it doesn't uh, dilate once and for all. Mm, no. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. What, what are you getting into there, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Just something that came up around table topics here. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you're not into the butt love yourself? Not really. No. Never tried it. No. I mean, uh, the, the thing is, is a human body is quite durable. Uh, thank goodness, because we do a lot of stupid things. Is your sphincter any different than uh, any other muscle? In in the sense that it'll expand and contract, and uh, that'll be about it? In that sense, no. No. I mean, it, it's, it, sphincters are a special kind of muscle, yeah. Right, but you can... Uh, the sphincter's like a um, aperture. 
Yeah. Like uh, when you see those, like, uh, you know, movies, those sci-fi movies, and uh, they're walking down the hallway and uh, the spaceship and... uh, uh, as we, I think we've talked about this before, but uh, apparently the uh, there's two things that were eliminated in the future: uh, doors uh, in denim, uh, never any denim in space, and no doors. Uh, doors, uh, the same doors, but doors on castles. Uh, go to go to England, you can see doors. Uh, hinges, a knob, same deal. Not in space. Uh, it's been uh, two, two million years, but uh, as soon as we go into uh, you know uh, f- uh, 15 years in the future. Uh, They've gotten rid of all doors and denim. But those doors open like uh, like an aperture of a camera, right? Right. They're like a circle, and they squeeze, and then they—is is that how the sphincter works? Yes. Okay. Michelle, 15. Yeah. Um, first of all, I wanted to say that your show rocks. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, but I have a question. Um, my boyfriend, like, he wants me to have sex and everything. Do you want to have sex? Well, no, I've, already, I've always had this strong feeling of I wasn't going to have sex before I was married. Okay. And I don't know, it's like we've been going out for a few months, and I don't know if I want to. You don't want to? Well, at your age, you better be real clear about it because it, it creates a kind of a connection with that another person mm-hmm. that is very intense. And particularly young women are prone to this. Uh, people your age typically have, a, at least on some level, a fantasy that they're going to stay with this person forever. That's sort of how they mm-hmm. cajole themselves into going ahead with this. And it never works that way. Mm-hmm. And the kinds of feelings that well, are generated... never. N- virtually never. And very rarely. All right. You, I want to apologize. That's uh, something my mom would say. Not, ne- no, not, ne- <laughs> don't ever, as, okay, okay, yes, mom. Okay, it happened once in 1927, you're right. right. Now can we continue with the goddamn conversation? <laughs> uh, the, it never happens, Drew's right. It, it virtually, it very rarely happens. And and it, it, even if it is a satisfying experience for you, the kinds of feelings that come into that relationship now are very intense, and for, to the extent that the relationship tends to end, can be very painful, too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so, we've been like, no, so he, No, you're not hearing me. No, you're, you're, what you want to do is defend how good the relationship is and why you should do what the boy wants you no, to do. No, I understand what you're saying, but, I mean, like, it's like I'm already getting emotionally attached. But I'm telling you, the intensities will be turned up to the high gear. The volume will go to 10. And All right, but if Michelle is, uh, if Michelle says she w- always wanted to wait until she was married, yeah. uh, at 15 is toying with the idea, I give her uh, 15 and 8 months. Before the virginity uh, but, but you know is uh, somewhere in Mexico. Yeah, but if, if she's 16, 17, she'll be much better equipped for this. I know. And, and I'll tell I you what. I hope she makes it two years. And to the extent that she is so busily trying to justify this young man's demands, women need to get behind their own needs and justify those and get feel good about those. And well, can, maybe they should read more of those chick magazines like Vogue and stuff, Drew, that uh, tells you how to pluck your eyebrows and uh, conquer the business world, yeah. all on the same issue. No, uh, don't a, you think that's the answer? I, I think my Cosmo article came out this week. Somebody told oh, it me did? This. I think it did. And, I, and I, what my, my big point in that was, you know, ladies, th- there is a new feminism, and it is about... And his it, name is Drew. No, and it's about... <laughs> And it's about relationships, and it's about women being protecting women's needs in relationships because that's where really women need to be able to be protected right, and asserted. All right. All right. Uh, 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 let me get my tally here. And I, you've now, uh, you've now uh, taught uh, 176 people not to get laid. Uh, yes. Tonight uh, only? It's still early in the I'm show. Ha- okay. Uh, 
Uh, listen, uh, we got to go to break. Drew, what you need to do is come out with some sort of uh, subliminal tapes uh, that parents can buy their teenage daughters. They put these things on at night, no, and they wake up with their uh, knees spot-welded together. Start, Believe me, yes. Uh, start when they're like four, though. Yeah, so, all right, that's it. You play it into the crib. Uh, forget those uh, stupid little uh, Kenner walkie-talkie things, those Fisher-Price uh, baby monitor things. And let me tell you something. Uh, uh, Ten billion people were raised uh, without the walkie-talkie in the crib. This is a, this is a totally useless item. No, no. And, yeah. Uh, Drew, how did the rest of the generations make it without the stupid walkie-talkie the in the crib? At the turn of the century, you know how many parents lost a child? Three. Fifty percent. And it was a better world, wasn't it? Okay. okay, thank you. You can't argue with that statistic. The point is, Drew, is you need this subliminal tapes. Uh, that's right. We'll put a whole big cassette. Uh, come in a big book. Forget a big duffel bag full. And you have, like, two for each year. Four, five, six. By the time these women are uh, 14, they'll be lesbian nuns. Uh, and just uh, oh, I'm going to work this out, Drew. When we come back, uh, I, I, w- I will I will give you some of the bullet points, some of the beats of what needs to be on it, and we will hash it out. Right. And if anyone's listening uh, from a publishing firm or anything, perhaps uh, they can contact us because Drew, this would be huge. You could donate the money. Adam, what? Please. Commercial. Oh, okay. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's my very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line. I'll be right back. And now, Katy Perry. Imagine going on stage without any guitars, or keyboards, drums, or a microphone, and being expected to roar. Tough, right? It's the same with our teachers who are using their own money so students can learn. DonorsChoose.org is a charity that helps teachers get what they need for students to succeed. That's why Staples is donating $1 million to the cause. Join Katy Perry and donate at staples.com slash make roar happen. Hey, this is Ross Tucker from the very cleverly named Ross Tucker Football Podcast. If you like football, I mean, come on, who doesn't anymore? Make sure you listen to the world's smartest meathead, at RossTucker.com or PodcastOne.com. I promise you'll learn a lot, laugh a little, and hopefully not cry, unless you want to, I guess. Again, that's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast at PodcastOne.com. number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is the uh, nocturnal message giver, Dr. Drew. All right, so uh, when we left off, we're thinking, uh, here was the idea. Uh, the idea is to get the kids young, and uh, no better way to get the kids than uh, nocturnal subliminal suggestion. All right. Uh, they have these, uh, you know, quit smoking, yes. uh, be an achiever. Mm. And it's obviously had great impact on our society. Go ahead. Well, because they're going after uh, the minutiae. They're not getting to the point. The point is, Drew, uh, you uh, you want women to stop having sex at a young age. Right. And by the time... If they want to. Well, they don't know what they want. You know what's best for them. 
uh, <laughs> at least to hear you say it. Uh. And uh, I believe you're you're working sort of vicariously all through your for through your through your children. Uh, you're sort of speaking vicariously through them or for them or you're projecting, yeah. I should say. And knowing that uh, with each day they grow closer to their Please. sexuality. Please. Please. <laughs> but the point is, is if you would come out with a, uh, a book or a book of cassettes that uh, got this urge out of women uh, early. We got to get them early. You're right. Uh, no use taking a, a, a horny 16-year-old woman and giving her this cassette. I don't think it's going to do much. How about we just have some kind of a feedback mechanism where any, like, uh, sexual arousal during sleep would create, like, this intense electric shock? Uh, Aversive so we, conditioning. Put some, yeah. like, uh, battery uh, jumper cables yeah, onto, yeah. A, onto a tinfoil sheet, and if there's any moisture coming from the groin area whatsoever, it will be sensed, and uh, 120 volts will be uh, yeah, pushed why not, through that. Yeah, just that? That'd be fine. That's interesting. Uh, That's a little radical for my oh, taste. Okay. As you know, I'm uh, very conservative. Yes. Uh, but I do think we are on to something here with the uh, subliminal cassettes. And uh, Engineer Mike, if you could give me uh, a little of that music uh, just off the top of my head. Uh, it could be, uh, we could start with some, uh, you know, Yanni music. <laughs> Something soothing. And just a few beats of that, you know, just before, just before bedtime. Perhaps you could read a uh, passage from uh, one of your favorite uh, poets or authors. Uh, just to sort of set the mood. And then, Drew, you would start in. You're getting very sleepy. You're drifting off. Now you're becoming frigid. And with each uh, syllable that leaves my moistened lips, the frigidity sets in. Sets in uh, like, uh, like a tundra in the Arctic Circle. You hate men. The penis is, uh, is the bearer of all that is evil in this world. Uh, men are nothing but uh, cigar-smoking, uh, beer-swilling, disease-carrying swines. Take time for yourself. Do not be cajoled into doing things you don't want to do. Stand up and be strong. Lesbianism's an option. But it's one to think about and discuss with the good people from Glad. Keep those knees spot-welded together, ladies, and you will go on and have a fruitful life. Do not let the devil inside of you. Now, Drew, I think after 10 years of that, and again, that was just off the top of my head, but I think we could work something out. 10 years of that. Something would happen. I think the world would be a better place. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Drew uh, had to and, say two sentences no. in a row there. So, yeah. would you, uh, Cindy, 14. Call the local authorities. Yeah, please. hi. Okay. Um, uh, my boyfriend, or my ex-boyfriend, ran away a couple, like like a month ago. And he, um, and he like spent the night at my house. And, but six days later, he got he got caught by his parents, and so they took him home. And they said they wanted to like press charges against my family or whatever, but they never did anything about it. But he like got sent to another school, and he has to go to counseling and stuff. And then all of a sudden, he like dumped me, and he like started going like crazy. Seriously, like he doesn't care about anything, and he's like doing a whole bunch of drugs and. Like, uh, this Saturday night, he got really drunk over at uh, the Certain B, which is, like, downtown in Davis, I guess. 
and he like ended up like throwing up and like passing out on the couch and I had to I like took care of him and I took him home because he was too drunk to go home and then he got stoned. How old is he? He's uh 13. And right after he got drunk, I like got him just sober enough to where he could walk around. So the first thing he did was he went and got stoned. All right. He we got to get him in the radio immediately. Uh, otherwise the uh, future's bleak for this lad. Uh, there's really no alternative. Uh, you can't do anything about what he is doing right now, Cindy, but uh, perhaps you can encourage him to get some treatment. I mean, he really needs to be treated. Uh, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, and really, what you have to do is hope he doesn't kill himself between now and the time he really bottoms out and gets into treatment. Yeah, well, he, like, won't talk to me now, and he, like, hates me, and his parents said that if they catch him, they, like, have been giving him drug tests, and for the time we were going out, he, like, wasn't... Um, doing any of the drugs and all of a sudden he, he he was like a heavy pot smoker before then have his parents been physically abusive to him um no but they've been pretty verbally abusive like the reason he ran away was because like they threatened to like his dad's all put you over my knee and well they don't know what to do with him because he's out of control yeah and the, the fact that they're giving him drug tests shows that they're concerned and involved to some degree yeah. i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but let's just talk about him as he pertains to you uh first off cindy you don't need to be hooked up with someone who's totally out of control at this point in their life. Uh-huh. It, 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 he will drag you down with him. Yeah. Uh, I don't say that people that need help should be ignored, yeah. but help them. Don't start relationships with them. And, and also, if you ha- are in a relationship with them and they are refusing help, you have to put some limits down and recognize that you can't help them beyond a certain point and that you have to end the relationship if they're not willing to make a change. Yeah, well, we're not going out now. Like, we Well, then that's it. It's over. Yeah, but I'm really worried about him. Well, understandably. Uh, right. It's only been a week since we broke up, and since then he's been, like, completely, like, out of control. Like, Maybe you can align yourself with, with the parents. For a change, maybe you can try to help them. Well, eh, they don't like. So. Well, but maybe maybe they'll appreciate her overtures to help. Maybe together well, they can have more of an impact on him. They like hate me. They won't let me talk to him, and they yeah. think like it's all my fault. And and I told I was talking to one of his really like best friends, who's also a really good friend of mine. And he said, "No, Cindy, if you ever told his parents, he'd get sent away, and I'd be really mad. And all my friends would like get really pissed if I oh, told geez. his parents." So. Uh, all right, Cindy, the, the thing is a mess. The guy's a mess. He needs to be sent away. By the way, he does. He really does. Uh, believe me, he can give up a few choice months at this age to have the rest of his life in order. It's a small price to pay. But listen, uh, Cindy, you've done what you can. You're concerned. Uh, if he turns to you, you will give him advice. You'll give him love, and you'll you'll tell him you know what he needs to hear. But you cannot go out and, and uh, sweep him up. You're not a dustpan. Uh, mm-hmm. You cannot go out each night looking for him, fixing him up, collecting him, dragging him back. To the, to the house, uh, you know, yeah. and nursing him. No, no, no. No, no. You're enabling him by doing that, by the way. Right. You're al- you're giving him the, the safety net. Right. You're a good person, Cindy. Go out and find someone who can treat you right. There's someone who's sober enough to uh, be good back to you. Tammy, 23. Hi. Hey. Um, I'm not quite... This is for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Actually, or mm-hmm. both of you. But okay. um, I'm not really quite sure my question. Um, I've been feeling pregnant. Um. And I'm, I'm also, I'm fixed. You're uh, fixed? I'm fixed. I had a tubal um, cauterization two years ago. Really? Did they, they ligate and cauterize or just cauterize? Um, they, they cut and cauterize. Okay. And um, What's up with that? What's up with that? Why? or? Yeah, what'd you do? Um, I have two children already, and um, 
No, no, only you, Adam, can conceive of a world where people are sterilized for punitive reasons. I, I, that's a, that's a great what did plan. you What did you do? Is what you're you, you screwed up it, somehow. It was, it was more. I, I didn't really want to bring any more kids into this world. Really, um, I had never actually planned on having children. My first, um, I did have at sixteen. Yeah. Um, I at that time, um, I was on my own with with his father, and I didn't. I was never um, educated in in that respect. Ah. Uh. And that that was part of upbringing, you know. Um, the second one I conceived on the film. That you were, that you were, uh, a disservice was done to you. Um, really? Did you hear what Tammy's saying? No. That the reason she got pregnant, she just didn't understand how it hap- how pregnancies oh, happen. Oh, well, no, I understood. Yeah. I understood the process. I just the the, the whole idea of, of actually becoming pregnant. Um, I was in a secure relationship. We were together for four years. He just died recently. Of what? But, um, what did he die from? Um, he he. He was driving down the wrong side of I eighty or um, I five in Washington and um, engaged in a head on. He lost his will to live. He burned alive in a car accident. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, there's something a lot more to the story than that car accident. Hold on, uh, Tammy. We have been separated for about. All right, hold on, Tammy. We got to go to break. He lost his will to live. I suppose so. You think he killed himself? Well, I, I I believe he was drunk, but he was on the other side. All right, so okay. he, he is alcoholic. Uh, well, yeah, who the uh, who did he run into? Uh, had they agreed that they'd lost their will to live in advance, or um, no? And two people died. Okay, hold on a second, Tammy. Uh, we'll get into uh, the will to live, uh, the will to have tubal ligation, and, and many uh-huh. other things with you. And whether or not she's pregnant, and whether or not she's pregnant, all after the break. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. If you listen to podcasts, you probably already know that one of the most listened to podcasts in the nation is Adam Carolla. But you may not know that Adam is currently being sued by a patent troll claiming that they filed a patent years ago stating they control the distribution of audio files over the Internet. On the face of it, it's pretty outrageous. But the risk is real. If Adam loses this suit, then all podcasters are at risk. If, like us, you've already contributed to Adam's podcast troll defense fund, well, thank you. But know this, even though the patent troll has stated in the media that they do not wish to pursue this case, they reserve the right to refile at a later date. Which is why we need this decided now. Here's a way that you can continue to support the fight that'll cost you absolutely nothing. Go to this show's page at podcastone.com and click on the Amazon banner. Then, every time you make a purchase at Amazon, a portion of that purchase price will go directly towards fighting this patent troll. That way you can help Adam fight against this frivolous lawsuit and help us all save podcasting as we know it. Check out in we have. Yeah. All right. And then we did. And then Ann came in here tonight and said, hey, blur, tomorrow night. She's been, been telling you that for, she's been telling you that for three weeks. I just oh, want to point out. Yeah. Ann, have you been telling me blur for three weeks? Only about one, actually. Oh, all right. I didn't see it on the little uh, Loveline uh, guest calendar here. I know. I forgot to make all right. that. All right. That's cool, babe. Jennifer Tilly uh, not going to make it in? That's right. What's up with her? She's busy. All right. 
Her publicist just heard you when she called in just about five minutes ago. she just canceled five All right. Ago. Well, a pox. A pox on the Tillies and uh, the entire family and the publicist. All right, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455, blur tomorrow night, Matthew Sweet Thursday night, and when we left off, we're speaking to, uh, who was it, Tammy? Tammy, yeah. And uh, Tammy had a tubal ligation. Right. How does that work? Well, she she was uh, cauterized, she was cut and burned. Uh, They they cut out the bit of the tube and they burn the ends. Right, and yep. they seal it. Yeah, and they they do a lot of uh, cauterization is something they, they they do a lot of. Yeah, I mean it seals stuff off. Yeah, what do they do it with a laser these days? Um, probably no, probably it's a Just hot, a hot knife, soldering yeah. iron. Yeah, okay, That's basically great, great. You ever see Papillon? No. Oh, there's a cauterization scene in it. Oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, Tammy. Yeah. All right, so um, All right, let, let's deal with the pregnancy issue first, and then we've got. Yeah, actually, that, that's why I called. All right, I know, but you, this other thing is, is much huger, believe me. Uh, so the pregnancy thing, yes, it is possible for a tubal ligation to fail. In fact, the New England Journal just put out an article last week that was talking about uh, ectopic pregnancies or tubal pregnancies and the risk of tubal pregnancies in people who've had what you've had, the tubal, tubal ligation or... or, 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 or uh, that's where the egg gets stuck in the, the tube? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, it gets fertilized in the tube, and then it sort of and grows. the kid comes out all long and uh, no, no, it explodes, it explodes the tubes. It can be quite serious. Uh, so it's 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 possible that if there is a pregnancy, it's somewhere other than the uterus. It's possible there's a pregnancy, and if there is a pregnancy, it's much higher probability that, that it's ectopic than than usual. Okay, now um, let me ask you this: Would would I show up negative if it's ectopic? No, you would show up positive. Okay, oh, you I, would. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I did have a pregnancy test, but they did say it, it might still be too early. I would right. have a little less than three weeks. But you right. just think, uh, you just have I, a I feel, gut feeling. I feel very pregnant. Well, I, feel, I mean, I tried to put on some sandals today, and they didn't fit, and well, I thought well, for a minute. Well, it's, I'm, I know, I'm, I mean, I wrote down my symptoms, and um, um, even even the, uh, the ladies at the office um, were surprised at the symptoms I'm having. But I, I'm also calling just to see what else could be causing um headaches, butterflies in the stomach. Um, I'm butterflies. The only time I've had those before I was pregnant. Um, I looked in the mirror. I had the glow. I went to the store. I got I got a pregnancy test. Uh, and no other point in the last two years have I um, even um, worried what, about what it, glow? thought about it. What glow? The, uh, never mind. Oh, okay. Right. I won't even go there. Because right. um, <laughs> you figured we'd suss that one out pretty quick. Yeah. Well, you um, know when you're pregnant. That's what you're saying. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not saying that I feel pregnant. Um, well, you, look, when you look in the mirror and you see the glow, well, look, just, you're saying just, you know when you're pregnant. Just anxiety can create the symptoms you're describing with the circumstances you've been dealing with. My God, it'd be... Um, actually, actually I, I haven't been dealing with, with those in a negative well, That's fashion. what we're talking we're, about. We're kind of, um, we, we knew that would happen at, at some point. Um, All right, so this is yeah. the husband of your first child or, yeah. or the first two? The first child. And what about the second child? Uh, I don't. Want, I don't even want to go there. Okay. That's possible. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, I don't want to make light of this, but it's uh, worse than him uh, having a will to die and burning to death after uh, charging onto head coming oncoming traffic. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not sure what you're asking. Well, how much worse can it how, be? How much worse can it be than him uh, dying, dying a fiery death and killing two people in the process? Oh, okay. Okay, we can go there. We can go there. Um. All right, well, let's go there for a second. Okay. Um, uh, the, I, I, I left my son's father due to his alcoholism. Okay. Uh, he was blacking out a little bit too much. Um, 
you know, there was we had we had an, a, a, the, the most fabulous relationship you can imagine, with the exception that he did not he didn't know how to control himself uh, after. His b- first by the way, uh, uh, the rela- relationships relationships with out of control using alcoholics are by definition not fabulous. Um, yeah, that's why. It's, okay. That, that, that is why it is. But, uh, but other than the alcoholism, you had a great relationship? Well, um, after my son was born, um, you, there was another one to think about, you know, and, and so that, that relationship yeah. ended. Um, I moved back home. I was there about two weeks. I was working full-time. I had almost enough money for my apartment, and I let my uh, my mom know that. And at this point, I think I'm 18, 19. I'm just about 19, and... I have a very trippy upbringing. My mom's not that great. Um, she saw that I was close to, to, to being happy or, or getting on my feet, and she gave me two days to get out, uh-huh. um, which pushed me into the relationship with a friend of mine. She saw that somebody was giving me a ride home. and um, All right, But that did not push you into the relationship. Uh, remember our little externalization well, conversation at the top of the hour? You didn't have to hook up. No, with this person no. and begin a relationship right, because right. your mother no, said no, it was exactly. time. I got kicked out of my house. Exactly. I didn't have to hook up with anyone. Exactly. Although I would have liked to. I, I didn't. I didn't. I had just given up, you know. Well, you just said your mom forced you into uh, another no, relationship. What, 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 no, she did not force me. What, what, what she did is said, you and your baby have two days to get out, and why don't you go live with your friend? Well, that person happened to have needed a roommate. Um, all right. So you were just roommates. Um, one way then. or another, the the relationship started. Uh, it was a very psycho abusive relationship, um, extremely. All right. Uh, um, I, within the first month, I was on the pill and I conceived. Um, I I would I probably would have aborted that child. Um, he had a very sick mind, um, in in any. In, in every way, you know, in every way that, that, that he spoke to me, treated me, um, just... Uh, Why do you think you chose to begin a physical relationship with a person like this? There were drugs involved, and I, th- I think that... I think that um, so you're an addict, too. I, I was... Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't even do drugs now. I could take a test and pass, you know, every once in a while, maybe marijuana, but... Uh, right, so I, where do the I, drugs I factor in? Like that, where know? do the drugs factor in, then? Um, I'm sorry? Right, let me just say something, Tammy. Okay. Uh, first, you said uh, your mother uh, forced you into this relationship, and then when well, I said, well, well, how could your mother force you in a relationship, you said, oh, no, no, she didn't. She just told me to get out of the house. Then I said, why did you hook up with this abuser uh, physically? And you said, well, there were drugs uh, involved. And then well, Drew said, so you're adding? He said, no, 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 I don't do drugs. I, I, okay. Um, you know, I, 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 I haven't actually psychoanalyzed it to that point, I suppose, but... At that time, um, this this by the way I, is just. I, I think I needed a friend. This this by the way, Tammy, person, just we're just looking. Person that was a friend to me. Tammy, we're just looking at the obvious here. We're not psychoanalyzing it. Right, right. Yeah, we are. Well, you tell me, what do you think, man? Well, I'll I mean, tell you what's going on. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what's going on, and and then I'll, I'm going to lay out uh, a okay, five-year plan. Don't tear me apart too much. No, 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 no. Believe me, you've had a a, a, a horrible life. Oh, it's not been that Yes, bad. it has. I mean, oh, <laughs> yes, okay. yes. I, I've been listening for uh, eight minutes. I'm ready to kill myself. <laughs> Listen to me, Tammy. Here's what's going on. Uh, your mother is an abuser. Uh, there's something wrong with your mother. And I, and I suspect Dad abuse and, or even worse. And I'm guessing Dad, uh, for as long as he was there, was an a-hole, too. Uh, he yeah. My mom left him when we were three. She, All right. She was a slut. Fine. Okay. Here's the situation. Uh, oh, But... And your mom had you when she was young? Um, no, she was 25. 
I believe. 20, really? 20, uh, 23. Old, she had five old, kids. Old oh. oh, thank God. Thank God this woman had five kids. As if uh, four, three or four wasn't good enough for her? Oh, for Christ's well, sake, um, I'd like to get hold of this woman. They, 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 they have the Mormon background, you know, breed and, and popular yeah. theories, whatever. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's, it's the roach mentality. Yeah, it really is. Where are the rest of your brothers and sisters? Um, oh. I have... Uh, Holding up banks across ha- the country? I have, I have two half-sisters. I was, I was raised in a Middle Eastern household. My, uh, my mother was a belly dancer, and she ran off with one of the, one of the patrons who was an East Indian who All married right. her to stay in the country. Right, hold on a second, Tan. We have a lot of industry that listens to this show. Uh, listen, I'm, we can get a movie of the week deal for you, for Christ's sake. Well, I'm sorry. We just I'm had uh, Mark Paul Gosler in here about about. No, no, this um, is fascinating. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm deadly well, serious. Well, uh, they make movies of the week about nothing. Here, this is something. Oh, my heart. This is fucker. a 15-parter. This is longer than Roots. This is uh, going to be longer than Rich Man, Poor Man. This uh, would be ca- entitled uh, Poor Man, uh, Poor Man. Um, from 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 my mom's first marriage, there were three. Okay, um, All right, listen, three girls. Tammy. I have Tammy. Somebody sexually abused Tammy on the way, by the I'm way. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, uh, you were sexually abused at some point. Um, I, I may have been. All yeah. right, we'll go with yes. Uh, this is the world's longest conversation, but I like it. That's all right. Now, here's, here's the situation, Tammy. I'm giving you the Adam Carolla five-year plan. Okay. Uh, your, your mom should be locked up. Uh, she should uh, have her, her, um, her um, uterus should be confiscated. It should be, there should be a public uh, execution for her uterus. Uh, they, should have, they should give everyone the day off work, uh, have them gather in the town square, and her uterus should be hung. Drawn and quartered and then Drawn burned. Drawn and quartered and then burned as an example to uh, people that want to have five kids that uh, are abusive. All right, you got put through the crap ringer. There's no doubt about it. And you went on autopilot. You had a kid. Uh, oh, well, what a coincidence that you hooked up with, a, uh, with an al- abusive alcoholic and then a drug addict uh, who was mentally and probably physically abused. What a coincidence, Drew. This is how life works, everybody. You think everyone's an individual? You're dead wrong. This is how it works. You respond to stimuli. You get this, you come out like that. You get that, you come out like that. Whatever it is, whatever you get when you're a kid, this is how you come out. Now, you're 23, you have two kids, your head is now getting somewhat screwed on straight, your compass isn't spinning around so much anymore, you got the tubal ligation, God bless you. If you're, I, I wish your mom, only wish your mom had had this tubal ligation. The point is this. Stay out of relationships. Your number one job in life at this point is your sanity and your children's sanity. And your children cannot be sane unless you're sane, Tammy. Do you understand that? I don't care how many books you read. Unless you got your crap together, they are going to get screwed up. And then they are going to have to go through the same nightmare that you went through. You're out of the woods. You're in one piece. You've seen people die. You've seen people go to prison. But look at you. You got all four limbs, and you're people you. Die and go to prison. You've seen your your first husband, first father die. Um, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, no, no, Tammy, oh, okay, we've been, okay, you've been part of that. It's like like when you know when uh, when a guy seems like I've seen fire and I've seen rain. He, he didn't exactly mean he saw fire and rain. He just meant <laughs> he's seen a lot. He's seen a lot. You know what I'm saying, Tammy? Right. I didn't say you're in the passenger seat or you're falling in a camera with a camera crew uh, six lanes behind him. All right. Tammy, take care of your children. Take care Do of yourself. Not, take care no of yourself. No relationships. 
Go go to some self help groups, Emotion Anonymous. Go to some self uh, drug recovery if you believe that's my addiction. Al Anon, codependency recovery. Work on Tammany. <laughs> Develop some relationships for people who are in, with people who are in some form of recovery, and work on Tammy every day. That's right. And working on Tammy is going to pay huge dividends for your kids. And don't name anyone else Tammy because this is what happens. I began to float. Up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back Close. here. If you're not here when Love Line Close. returns, they're going to be. Broke a little wind, right? Oh, but, Christ. You know what I had for dinner tonight? Beans. <laughs> All right. Curry. Uh, chili. I took a can of uh, chili and I dumped it on ravioli. That's lovely. That is bachelor living at its best. I took a, I, I took a, like, like not even frozen ravioli, but like little miniature, like they've invented some cheese that doesn't need refrigeration. And uh, it just was in the cupboard. And uh, I, there are many little mini cheese-filled raviolis, and I boil them, and I strain them, and then I took a can of chili and I dumped it right on top. Beautiful. Gourmet delight. That is bachelor living. Yes. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, what? sorry. We'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. <laughs> All right, so you may be in for some trouble, Drew. And uh, Drew, uh, not a guy you want to mess with uh, gas-wise, uh, by the way, after the uh, threat he gave me in a limousine uh, about a year. Well, geez, Elevator. it's been over a year. No, it was a limousine. Was it over a year ago? No, it was in the summer. I think September. you may have threatened me in an elevator once, September. too. But uh, you threatened me in a limousine uh, once, and it was something that stuck with me. Uh, I, I don't remember much from the last year, but I do remember... Uh, you and I were in Vegas. Uh, we got into the back of a limousine. Uh, I timed it perfectly. Uh, the, the chauffeur opened the door. Drew slid in the back. I slid in the back. The chauffeur closed the door. I had about a oh eight and a half second window between the time the chauffeur walked around the back of the car and climbed into the driver's seat. Let a huge fart go. Uh, not a, uh, no uh, expression on Drew's face. He just looked at me and he said, uh, you don't want to F with me. He looked at me very seriously, and he started laying out what he was going to eat. Uh, don't F with me. He said, uh, I don't believe you, I, not Drew. I swear to God, he just looked at me straight in the face, and he said, you don't want to go there. Don't even start. I will. And he started laying out. This is where Adam diet. developed his theory about setting down limits with people. Right. See, from that moment, face, you just got it. You just got to rein people in. Just yank on that leash. I don't know if he was bluffing or not, but it, the, man, the man is a doctor. Uh, he does know uh, the, uh, he, I don't know if he's a uh, GI specialist, but he certainly knows the human intestinal tract. And he said, I don't know what you said, Drew. I will eat an onion. And I like when guys get in their own, like, bizarre, uh, I will eat an onion. I will down it with, a, I will down a box of flour. And, what about uh, cabbage? 
Yes, I will, uh, I'll eat a head of cabbage, and I'll wash it down with uh, 47 ounces, uh, ounces of a flat, lukewarm Mr. Pibb, and then you will be in trouble. <laughs> Although I'd like to see that. But halfway into uh, the diet, I said, no, 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 no. okay, you know, I actually apologize. First time in my life. Uh, sorry, man, it won't happen again. And it didn't, did it, Drew? Uh, you've done some interesting work this evening. Uh, but outside of that, yeah. after that, we were together for a few few nights after yeah. that. There's yeah, no you, more you, gas you passed. Yeah. Okay, you guys. All right. Go. This, this, all right. I'm just, well, we're using this as a metaphor to set limits. You understand that? Jennifer, 23. Hi. Hey. Um, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Last month, I tried ecstasy for the first time, mm-hmm. and I don't really know anything about it. I kind of tried it on a whim. I've never done any drugs before. And so I'm wondering what I took. And It's an amphetamine that's been altered in such a way as to give it hallucinogenic properties. Uh-huh. Um, it is a very dangerous drug. Okay, yeah, that's it, what I've heard. It doesn't have a high addictive potential, but for abuse and for consequences from abuse, it's, it's quite some, substantial. Okay, what are the dangers of it? Well, it, it is one of the few drugs that has been shown to cause a disruption of the normal architecture of the brain. Oh, really? People that I have seen have done a lot of it tend to become very paranoid, very disorganized. They clearly develop disturbances of thought and memory and often are left with chronic mood problems. What's considered a lot? Hard to know. Yeah? Yeah, we don't know. Probably not a single exposure, but uh, you know, it's not going to be good for you. That's for sure, a single exposure. And a few exposures are probably going to be bad for you and could potentially be bad for the long term. Okay. Okay. It's like manufactured, right? And so you could get a bad one? No. No? I don't care. This business of it being manufactured versus out of the ground Uh is BS. Let me, uh, Drew. Yeah. Let me, um... Let me run a few uh, items by you. You tell me uh, manufactured or not. Yes. Uh, Aspirin. Manufactured. Okay. But it's basically uh, so from tree bark. They put a check there. Uh, penicillin. Again, it's... it's uh, Manufactured. But basically a mold. All right, manufactured. Um, but it is manufactured. Everything it's is not, manufactured. It's not completely uh, synthetic. Uh, Seatbelts. Yeah, synthetic. Uh, synthetic? Uh, yeah. Manufactured. Yes. Uh, airbags. Synthetic. Uh, crash helmets. Yes. Uh, fire suits. Synthetic. Uh, knee pads. Synthetic. Uh, manufactured. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew. Manufactured, uh, I beg your pardon. Thank you. Um, uh, insulin. Manufactured. Ah, these are all things that are manufactured, yet they, they seem to help. Yes, they do indeed. All right, so it's not necessarily a bad thing to be manufactured. That's correct. In fact, it's often a good thing. Uh-huh. So, Jennifer. Yes. Uh, uh, don't worry about what's manufactured and what's not manufactured. Mm-hmm. You're getting screwed up either and way. And by the way, things that are out of the, out of the ground, you know, things that are in plants that are there and screw you up, the, the plants evolve these, these chemicals on their surface to screw you up so you will not eat the plant anymore so the plant will flourish and survive. They're there to harm you as much as possible. That's, that's part of natural selection. That's why the plants evolve these things on their surface. Right. Although, you know, here's the beauty of man. Uh, man has taken the natural selection it's compl- right out the window. It's like uh, the mushroom uh, becomes uh, poisonous uh, so that it can thrive. Uh, meanwhile, a bunch of kids get stoned and humbled and go out mushroom picking. Uh, the uh, alligator has its uh, tough skin so that uh, it cannot be uh, uh, penetrated by, uh, by force. And uh, we decide to make nice shoes and a belt uh, out of this skin. You know what I mean? We, yeah. No, no, no. Here's what I'm saying. Uh, we have, as man, have ignored uh, a lot of nature's uh, things that were, uh, where they say no. 
Oh, for Christ's sake, Drew. Do you hear what I'm saying? No, I don't. What I'm saying is... is uh, I mean, the, the alligator evolved its skin, so we took advantage of it. It's a wonderful protective skin. Right. And same, it's the same thing we've done with mushrooms. Uh, mushrooms evolved its uh, properties, so uh, so pigs wouldn't eat it. Right. It wouldn't root around and eat it because uh, one pig did, it spun around and uh, fell off something and hit its snout. And uh, the other pig stayed away. And now we've jumped on it. Now we're eating more of these mushrooms than ever. Kind of uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Kind of. All right. Screw you, Drew. I sit here, I'm brilliant all night, and this is what I get in return. Uh, and by, you know what? I talked to somebody uh, today, and they said, uh, hey, you know that thing uh, when you were talking about, uh, who do we have? Uh, Mark Paul uh, Gosler from uh, Say by the Bell. And last night I said, yeah, kind of ironic that you went to a set. Uh, your set was a classroom. Oh, yeah, right. In a school setting, yet you had to have a tutor uh, come in to the set and teach you. Uh, I find that ironic. And you both sat there and went... Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. And uh, I talked to a friend of mine today, and he went, yeah, I was listening. It was pretty funny. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I, I didn't think. Yeah, I laughed. Something. I cried. And he's saying, oh, what's up with Drew? And I said, do you see what I have to deal with? All right. Uh, Mike. Mike, you awake? Yeah. There you go. Oh, you are. What's oh. going on, uh, 15-year-old Mike? Nothing much. About, like, four months ago, I got athlete's foot. And then, um, like, recently, like, the last month, I've, like, got this, like, raging butt itch, and, um, and, like, I sit down when I'm in the shower sometimes, like, where my feet are. Wait a minute. At home? Yeah. Yeah. That's called taking a bath. Uh, well, when you sit uh, where where and water's on you, you're now taking a bath. It's no longer a shower. Okay. But it's okay. in, like, the shower compartment. I see. Why do you sit down? I don't know. Just, like, it's, like, relaxing. And, like, you're whacking off, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. But. Okay. But anyway, well, at least was... we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> it's relaxing. <laughs> it's relaxing. Huh? Why don't you sleep in the shower, too? That's uh, That's relaxing. Okay. All right. And listen, I know what could happen. I I know. uh, Here's what happens, Drew. Uh, Many. When you're when you're 15, you go into the bathroom to masturbate because it's the only privacy you'll find in the house. Right. Uh, Your parents at 15, because they're idiots, will come storming right into your room and you can get caught at any time. The shower, you have a little dignity in there. You lock the door. Think about the only interior door that has a lock on it in a house. Bedrooms sometimes do. No, rarely. Uh, yeah. Master bedroom, maybe. Yeah. Not the kids' room. Yeah. The shower. The bathroom. So they go in there to masturbate. Now, at 15, you don't have a good handle on this masturbatory business. And the tile can oftentimes be slippery and tough to negotiate. And uh, if you're in there going away at it, especially like Mike, when you're going for like the third time today, and, uh, you know, you get a you get like a calf cramp, and next thing you know, you're at ass over coffee table, and you whack your head on the soap dish, and, uh, you, you know, they call the paramedic. So he sits down okay. and right. masturbates in the shower. And now he's got this fun guy on his ass. Yeah. I was right. wondering if it could transferred over from my foot. I really doubt it. Oh yes, I really doubt. Why it. not? I, I doubt it. I, there's so many other. Look, he he might. He would more likely get uh, a skin eruption rather than an itch, an anal itch, and uh, many things cause anal itching. Many many things. Pinworm, well, pinworm he, even is a possibility. Right, enough age. with this pinworm and rhetoric <laughs> you spew out on an almost hemorrhoid. Hemorrhoid is a possibility, but you know it, he it, said it, anal, but he could have meant asshole. Crackle. He's... <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've uh, snap, crackled, and popped our way uh, right out of this show. Drew, 
right. Well, I'll move on to another call. I think Drew's being paged. Uh, Jennifer, 15. Hello. Hello. Yes, he's fine. (laughs) Okay, um, here's the deal. Um, A couple weeks ago. (laughs) Hold on, Drew's punchy. (laughs) Uh, I better field this one. Uh, Jennifer? Yes. uh, Can I handle this call? Yes, I think so. Oh, okay. Uh, Drew's back now. He's really in his composure. And by the way, uh, he needs to get some anusol cream that will help him out. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. You sure you've made up for that? Okay. Advice. Okay. A couple weeks ago, um, I had my first bisexual experience with um, a couple friends of mine. Couple? A couple. At the same time? Yes. How old were they? <laughs> Would you like me to go into detail? Well, no, yeah, well, I have mixed feelings about young detail. Uh, how old were they? Um, I'm not sure about the girl, but the guy was 17. Uh-huh, and you're 15. And I'm 15. And what do you reckon the girl was? Probably 16. Uh-huh, and what went on in this, uh, mirage? <coughs> well, um... This is um this is a really weird situation, but the guy is just a friend of mine. Oh, and, these guys. And um, actually, the girl was his girlfriend. Listen, I it, it's it's seventeen. Uh, forget about the threesome. I had to wait in line to masturbate. True. <laughs> Do you understand that yeah. it's seventeen? Uh, that uh, a threesome was uh, me masturbating while two of my buddies stood in the room. That's nice. I cannot believe the amount of 16- and 17-year-old guys that are having threesomes. All right, so the guy was a friend of yours, yes. and you didn't really know the girl. Well I, well, I do, because they go to the same school that I do. And they're, they're both friends of mine, but... All right. And uh, what did you do? Uh, did he have sex with the girl? No, there wasn't any... All right, like... so what, what's the impact of all this on you? What, what's okay, happen? well, let me try to get the story first. All right. Okay, the girl is his girlfriend. But the girl is bi, and he doesn't have, like, any problem with her, like, seeing girls, just as long as she doesn't see any other guys. Yeah. So, um, when they came over, it just, um, I don't know, it just, like, erupted. What is your question? Listen, you told me ten minutes ago to let you finish a question. Now, Now ask it. Okay. Well, I have to tell you this story before I can get to my question so you can understand. So, is that okay? Well, you've attempted to tell the story, and it's a, it's a fairly long-winded one. Just please uh, <coughs> consolidate this story. Okay, so it, this was like my first experience, and it was like, it was really weird. Right. And that, so, yeah. I told a friend of mine about it. I found out that she's bi. The friend that you told? Yes. Everyone's bi. And now, and now she is like, um... And then your folks found out, and it turned out your mom was bi. <laughs> oh, God, no. All right, uh, but, all right, so you told, and someone else told, and now people are telling? No, it's just, it's just that I told this friend of mine and found out that she's bi. And now she wants sex with you. Yes. Okay, that, there you go. Don't do it. Why not? She's already weirded out by the, by the position she's put herself in. And when you don't, you're not clear about something... Don't do it. The impact it's going to have on you is really going to be profound. Was this a good experience you had with these people? Oh, definitely. It was a good experience. There you go, Drew. Yeah. In what sense? You just finished saying it was weird. It was. You used all well, these negative it, terms. Why no, was it? It's, 
it's just that like the people that were that were like involved it was just kind of like it was kind of weird to begin with and so how was it good how was it a good experience well it was lots of fun did did you have any contact with the guy oh yeah oh you did yeah and the uh, did you have sex with the guy no Uh, oral sex no what'd you do well, it probably would have gone that far, but like he, um, his curfew, and he had to go home. Oh, and play. oh his can you imagine? Ride home and uh, l- listen, ladies. I hate to break up the orgy, but um, uh, my folks say when the street lights come on, uh, <laughs> I have to be in. Uh, there's mom uh, ringing the the supper bell. Uh, dad, dad says he's going to take the retainer away, and uh, I'm not going to. He's not going to take me in to get my written uh, exam <laughs> over at the DMV. All right, are you full of crap, Jennifer, or what? I'm not. All right. Uh, so, and you had sex with the girl, though? No. All right. Then, then what kind of bisexual experience did you have? Well, it, we were very, very deeply making out, and all right. we, were, we were all topless, and it was... Right. A guy being topless doesn't count. Uh, and it was, homeless guys are topless. Uh, you're, everyone was topless, but everyone had their pants on. Yes. Okay, and you were uh, grabbing and feeling. Yes. Okay, so you're just sort of rubby uh, experimenting. Yeah. This is like a camping trip gone yeah. bad. All right. Uh, you're a virgin? Yes. All right. Hang on to your virginity. Yeah, give me a little time out. Uh, just, just observe your feelings, observe your, your sexuality, and uh, the safest, best thing, most fulfilling thing for you is going to be to find a person with whom you want to have a relationship, whether it's male or female, and develop that, and then continue to explore your sexuality. And this wasn't uh, like a porn movie. This was just uh, teenage petting and some groping and some yes. making out. Yes. All right. Uh, Miguel, 22. Yeah, hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm concerned about my sister. Uh, she just recently met a 24-year-old guy on the Internet, and she's 15. She's never dated. She's never really talked to any guys on the phone. And that, to me, is just a big warning sign. All you have to do is look at the news every now and then. You'll see some kid was raped or something because of this. Right. And she's listening at home. Maybe you guys can reach to her. I tried talking to her. She's not listening to me. All right. You guys can. We'll we'll do that, Miguel. And uh, Miguel, let me just give you a quick tip. Uh, When you do that, uh, all you got to do is turn on the news uh, or open a paper. Uh, Don't preface it with every now and again. Uh, (laughs) Go with uh, uh, every night you turn on the news and somebody's getting raped from the computer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Can yeah, you, say stuff like that. Can you guys give me some advice from other stuff? I mean, how can I approach her? And uh, What is she doing with this guy she made? Well, she just met him. They they were talking through the computer, but just recently she started talking to him on the phone. Well, right. you, how about getting her a real relationship? How do you, oh, can you introduce her to a real guy? Getting her real. Yeah, how about you uh, pay one of your teenage buddies? To no, no, no. Right? I mean, uh, get, get, her, get her, include her in your social sphere. Hey, get, he's, how 20, is she? he's 22. How old is she? She's 15. Fifteen. Right. Oh, he does my. not want to be hanging out with her. All right. I, mean, uh, I, mean, I don't see what 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 is this guy's motive. I don't. I'm twenty-two. Well, I don't the, talk to who knows? Girls. Listen. Yeah. He uh, first off, how does she know he's twenty-four? Right. He could be forty. He could be fifty. That's um, right. How does she know? Has she ever met the guy? She, she just talked to him. The, well, they spoke on the phone. Uh huh. And I guess that's the information that he gave to her, and she's buying it. She's well, she's only fifteen, like I said. All right. He claims to be twenty-two. Twenty-four. Oh, sorry. You're 22. I'm 22. Right. right. Here's the situation. Uh, if he gave his age first, then he's 24. Right. If he heard her age and then gave his age, you can attack 10 years on to his age. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? My understanding is that when they first 
met on the, on the internet, she told him she was like 21. Uh, okay, and uh, but now that they're talking on the phone, she's came out. She came out with the truth and stated that she's 15. Right. All right. What's her name? Melina. Melina. All right. Uh, you'll get no advice from Drew because he's just left the room to answer a page. All right. Right. So uh, uh, all you got is me, Miguel. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, is Melina listening? Yep, she's listening at home. Where are you? I'm in Riverside. I'm at school. Oh, you're at school. Right. Uh huh. How, how do you do? You you get chicks and everything? I'm pretty good. I have no problems. All right. Uh, has Melina done any dating before? Or is this her first uh, foray, foray first, into this? First everything. First time talking to a guy on the phone. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, 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 let me use the uh, reverb uh, here. Uh, attention, uh, Melina. All guys you meet on the Internet are inherently flawed. Uh, the internet is chock full of uh, pedophiles, uh, Satanists, and uh, Republicans, <laughs> and Jehovah's Witnesses. There you go. And uh, he'll do you nothing but wrong. This is not the place to get your dating feet wet. Start with a young guy your own age. Uh, let him show you the ropes, and you can grow and find your sexuality together. It will be a wonderful and fulfilling experience and an experiment in life. The last thing you want is some 24-year-old guy uh, chain-smoking and uh, uh, holding what's left of a six-pack under his arm while the, uh, while the van sits running in the driveway leaking oil and uh, you guys go off to some uh, porn palace uh, so that he can uh, film you two having sex. Uh, your brother Miguel loves you very much. Uh, obey his word. He knows best. He's a college student. Uh, he doesn't get laid often, uh, but uh, he still, he reads a lot of pornography, and he knows what goes on. All right? Well, hopefully that'll get through to her. All right. Uh, you're a good brother. You look after her. Thanks a lot. And don't push too hard, or she'll rebel and uh, have that's sex with uh, yeah, one that's, of your friends. That's what I'm afraid of. If I push too hard, she'll, like, Tell run away or something. All right. Well, something uh, get your folks a little involved. Oh, yeah. my mom's aware of this, and she's trying her, hard, her best, too, but okay. maybe I can reach her. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, if only I'd had an older brother like Miguel to look after me when I was 15 and having sex with a 24-year-old man via the computer. And we'll be back. Hello. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stuff and love and line. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry. That was really bad. You're just not street like me. Ah, Tommy John Wear. Love me some Tommy John Wear. Swap my entire underwear drawer out with Tommy John's T-shirts, underwear, underpants. My wife makes fun of me for saying underpants. I love this stuff. All of it. You, you won't go back. That, that, I, it's all I'm saying. Paul Bryan was ordering some today. He's talking to Gary, and he was like, uh, I want it, because Adam says you won't go back. You will not go back. These are revolutionary undershirts. Designed to be tucked in. They don't, they don't come slopping out of your jeans. They stay tucked in. No excess bunching underneath your dress shirts. Breathable fabric. They never shrink. You don't get the bacon neck look. I am telling you, try the Tommy John wear, and you tell me that you like your old T-shirts better, and I'll slap you in the face and call you a liar. Go to TommyJohnWear.com, TommyJohnWear.com. 
Enter the promo code ADAM. Get 20% off your first order. It is unbelievable. They, they gave me three of them to try out, and I sift through my drawer every time, and I order 10 more. TommyJohnWare.com. Promo code ADAM. 20% off. You will never go back to what you're wearing. TommyJohnWare.com. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Hey, this is Fiona Apple, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Kiss my ass, Adam. Uh, who is that? Fiona Apple? No, I'm sorry. I, we were, Drew and I were talking. His uh, wife called during the commercials. House is flooded. Kiss my ass, Adam. All right, Fiona. <laughs> uh, I think uh, it's probably not as bad as uh, your wife says. All right. So relax. All right. Uh, toilet overflowed. Um, she's fine. All right. Okay. I told her what to do. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, what were we talking about, Drew? One eight hundred L O V E one nine one is the phone number. Three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five is the fax number. Faxes uh, like this, uh, Adam. I just want to let you know that the Jewish people drink a lot more than you think. During Passover, Jews drink seven full glasses of wine uh, uh, on one night. That's all. Thanks for listening. But but it's. It... It's a ritual. They have to do it. It's not like they're compelled to do it or have momentum with it. It's just they need to do it. They have, they must do it. And they they do it. Uh, um, they submit to it. Drew, uh, he, Drew, and I were talking about this uh, over the weekend. Uh, there are certain differences in certain cultures. Uh, people like to um, label those who point out the differences in cultures as racist. Ethnicities. Yeah. And, uh, cultures and ethnicities. Uh, Drew, as a doctor, can tell you that there are certain ethnicities that are uh, more predisposed to be uh, drug addicts or alcoholics or not. And, uh, Drew, let's run over them real quickly so we can just find out which ethnicity is the best once and for all. Well, <laughs> I know and by, and by the way, I, I believe that uh, the biology of addiction was probably yeah, a, it's all good it's yeah, a very important thing it was probably right. an impar- a positive byproduct Thank of natural God, selection uh, before uh, the alcohol all right developed. now who are the real rummies all right the, uh, <laughs> please go north ahead. american north american indians have a huge predisposition all right american indians north american yeah yeah american indians all right all right jackass well they're right. the woo woo indians all right all right and <laughs> you know you love that 
All right. Irish, Scottish. Irish, Scottish, sure. To a lesser extent, Northern Europeans. All right. What about the drugs? Are they into the drugs as much? Al- alcoholics are predisposed to addiction of all types. All right. That's it. It's the same biology. All right. And the Jews? Jews actually have, the ethnic Jews have a predisposition to opiate addiction, but almost no alcoholism. Uh-huh. Which and, is a rare, uh, rare combination. Asian cultures. Uh, they have a gene that protects them against alcoholism. and they lack an enzyme that breaks down alcohol, and so they get a flush and nausea when they drink. But their culture has embraced alcohol so intensely that they learn to drink past that, and now we see a lot of alcoholism. Well, they're they're overachievers, the Asians. Yeah, yeah. All right, black uh, cultures. Um, not not especially not predisposed. No, not All especially. Right. And uh, who have we left out? Uh, Germans. Eastern, sort of Eastern, Bohemian populations. Drinkers. Yeah. Uh, Hispanic. The North American, the Indian breed, you know, the, the part that came down. All right, everyone America. drinks but the Jews. <laughs> Is that, that's what you're saying? No, not. What about the French? The, are very, very low alcohol. The French. All right. What about the Italians? Modest, Modest. but not, not high. You would say Italians are the best. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. That's when I want to get to uh, Steve, 47. How you doing? Good. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Our pleasure. Hey, Adam, I got a word for you, kind of like Recoculus for Drew when he gets on his his rants here. Ask him to bring you the documentation so you can see it. Ah, instead of uh, bring the uh, documentation, right? The dogmentation, yeah, as in uh, dogma and karma and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, let me uh, let me not write that down. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I didn't write it down. Thank you. Okay, my question is: I have three children. My youngest one is 22 years old, and he doesn't feel like he has to work. Your youngest is 22. Mm-hmm. Wow. The older, uh, the uh, oldest is uh, six months older than you. No. <laughs> How old is the oldest? My oldest is 28. Uh, and he works just fine. She does. Oh, she does. Yeah. Uh, what do you have? Pharmacy tech. Two uh, two boys and a girl, or no, two girls and a boy. Uh huh. And the boy, uh, the girls work fine. Right. And the guy's a slacker. He just, yeah, he, he has two children of a sitting. No, oh, for Christ's sake. Boy, you must have done a horrible job of running him. <laughs> All right, so Steve, um, does he live at home? No, 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 no. Oh. He had his own place until he just got kicked out. Now he lives in a van. Great. And uh, his wife has left him. And where are the kids? With the wife? Right. And where'd she move? Back home? Right. Uh, well, at least you don't have anyone moving back home. No, you're not like uh, pulling out the Murphy bed at age 47, which is always a bad thing. No, I've had him come down, come back home. I give him one trip. That's it. Is he alcoholic or addict? Uh, He smokes pot. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. Marijuana addicts, uh, marijuana addiction takes a huge toll on people. It really does. Hold on a second, Uh, Steve. Mm -hmm. uh, Unplug the compressor for a second, would you? (laughs) I'm at work. What is that? That's a compressor. All right. Will everyone just kiss my ass for one moment here? I know what a compressor sounds like. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a fleet mechanic for UPS. Ah. All right. So uh, what are you working on, planes or uh, trucks? Um, No, on the package cars. Oh, okay. How many gallons is that, baby? Um... How many gallons is this? This one's about uh, 200. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's huge. That's a huge <laughs> compressor, Drew. Can they get it over to my house tonight? Oh. Would it help move the water around? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's bolted on the, on the wall. I oh, no, yeah. That down. thing's mounted. That is huge. All right. And, and here's the thing about compressors. Uh, they run on pressure, so they just kick on whenever. Uh, I was afraid they would do this. It's a, it's an awesome thing. It's great when you're working at a job and someone's standing next to a compressor, like a, some uh, decor- decorator or something. The thing just fires up in the middle of a conversation and everyone jumps out the window. <laughs> All right. So 
22-year-old uh, uh, guy's a slacker. He's a marijuana addict. Yeah. He's a marijuana addict. And, and unless that's taken care of, he's going to continue to sit on the couch. Really, that, that's what it boils down there to. There you go. How do you know he's a, Drew, do you know he's a marijuana addict? Well, it's a typical syndrome. I mean, the marijuana addicts lose a lot as a, as a, as a consequence of their relationship with marijuana. They be, they become have difficulty initiating action. They get forgetful. They get depressed. And they just lose their relationships. They lose their jobs. And they have the inability to actuate any new change or go after new careers. Job is the most probably the most common uh, consequence I see from marijuana dependency. And, and, and also, when you're depressed, it makes every form of activity arduous overwhelming. And, and overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I used to, when I was 22, I was depressed, and getting up in the morning to go to work was just more than I could bear. But my situation was is I had no choice. No choice. No oh, one uh, no one was going to give me any money. No one was going to float me a job. It, there was no choice, and I had to. But it was like pulling teeth every morning. Uh, Steve, this is probably something he, he'll grow out of. Oh, no, 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 yes. no, no, no. Yes, no. it will. No, no. Yes. He needs to get treatment, really. He, to have him well, you get... don't know he's a marijuana addict. I wasn't a marijuana addict. I was just smoked pot once in a while, and I was depressed, and I, I couldn't motivate. Does, Steve, how often does he smoke pot? I have no idea. Oh, well, like he's telling Dad. Well, establish Dad. that. I mean, if he's smoking... I've, I've heard. I've, I've seen the people he hangs around with now, and so I... If he's smoking pot every day, he's a marijuana addict, and, that, and that's... Even if he's depressed and a marijuana addict, and the depression is separate from the marijuana dependency... The marijuana dependency is going to make the depression so much worse that that has to be dealt with first. Yes, but Drew, also toking up is something you do when you're depressed. I understand and that. Lethargic. I, I understand that. that and it's that, an escape. There is that also, but that's not somebody who does it every day. All right. I don't think he's going to cop to being a marijuana addict. That, especially if uh, Steve confronts him. Mm -hmm. uh, he, I mean, well, he, he's never told me that. I've heard it. Right. All right. Steve, uh, all I can say is uh, I think you. there's really nothing you can do. You can get him some treatment. Mm -hmm. You can. If he's depressed, if he is. I, mean, I, I can't force him to do that. No, you can't. No, you can't. But if you can begin to confront him with, the, with what you're saying and the truth mm -hmm. and to try to get him to some kind of treatment, at least an assessment, yeah, so a professional can look at what you're dealing with here. I mean, if you, I mean, think about the fact if he has a treatable disorder – and his life slips away from him, not that he dies, but his ability to function productively slips away from him during important years, it's going to have a lifetime impact on him. Oh. And if you lose the opportunity to nah, see him, no. you can't have it. I'm not saying it necessarily is going to I let uh, my, whole tw my whole 20s uh, slipped away from me, and I'm fine now. Well, see, I was married when I was 19, so right. he, didn't he didn't learn this from me. Right. Uh, no, listen, uh, one out of every uh, two kids is a slacker these days, Steve. There's <laughs> nothing you could do about it. I don't fault you. Uh, here's what I would do. Uh, you'll not be able to pressure him because Lord knows he probably has some uh, deep-rooted resentment for you and that air compressor uh, lurking in the back of his mind. And here's what I would do if I were you. Uh, I would say, listen, uh, it's, it's Steve. Uh, I, uh, you're my son. I love you. Uh, I'm not going to give you a handout. I'm not going to send you a check. I'm not going to tell you to move in and borrow the car, but I love you, and I want to help you. Mm -hmm. And if there's a way I can help you help yourself, uh, please tell me. And, uh, you know, if not, uh, I, I, I pray that you have the strength to take care of it on your own. But I'm there for you and uh, would like to do what I can for you. And that's about it. There's really nothing else you can do. And letting him move back in and uh, buying him a car is only you'll be met with resentment. Well, that enables it, too. Right.
Right. All right. Uh, let's tease one. Kristen, 16. Hi. How are you? Good. Um, okay. Basically, I am in love with my teacher. Uh-huh. I don't know what to do. Which one? Um, my teacher. Not your PE teacher, because she's, no, a, no, she's um, a lesbian. My English teacher. Okay, your English teacher. Uh, uh, good-looking guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. A uh, single guy? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, he takes the ring off before he shows up on campus. Uh, yeah. A lot of guys do that. But, I mean, I don't know if I should tell him or <laughs> if I should just ignore it. Uh, what are you, in tenth, 11th grade? Yeah. Uh-huh. And how old uh, would you guess he is? Um. Well, he's 25. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, this is doable. Yeah. No, it's not doable. No, it's not. It's okay. not. He, he, he will not... Uh, well, we got to go to break. All right. All right uh, Kristen? Yeah. Uh, just uh, put your little panties on hold. And uh, when we get back to you, we will figure out whether this is feasible or not. Okay. All right? All right. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Hey, this is Peanut from 311. You're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. I hope you're learning something. I like 311, and I like the Peanut, for the record. Uh, blurs in tomorrow night, and then uh, Matthew Sweet on Thursday night. All right, uh, forget about the phone number, forget about the fax number. When we left off, we are speaking to uh, young uh, 16-year-old Kristen. Uh, Kristen. Yeah. All right, you're in love with your English teacher. Yeah. Uh huh. And he's only twenty five. Yeah. And you're in the eleventh grade. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, do you currently have a boyfriend? No. No. If have he... you Have you had a boyfriend? Um. Yeah. Uh huh. Too immature for you. Yeah. Uh huh. How do you do in the class? Um, I'm doing pretty good. You are. Uh, do you find yourself uh, inspired? Uh, meaning, when you have a teacher that you like or that you're infatuated with, do you find yourself wanting to do better work and not disappoint them? No, not really. This is like the first time I've ever been in love with the teacher. All right, but here's here's a question. You don't think it makes a difference that you're enamored with your teacher as far as uh, doing a higher quality of work? No. You don't? No. So it wouldn't matter if you the person disgusted you or you were in love with them, you'll hand in the same paper? Yeah. 
How does that work? I, I don't. Uh, I cannot believe that. I'm not really getting at anything, but I'm just picturing myself liking somebody and picturing myself uh, failing, not liking somebody or not caring about somebody. And I would, I would want to show better work if there was someone I was interested in. But uh, you don't care. Nope. Hmm. Okay. So you do the same in this class as any other class. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if, if he is a worthwhile person, he's not going to do anything with this, okay? He, he will not be a teacher or your teacher especially and be even possibly a candidate for a relationship with you. It's unethical. It's inappropriate. He could lose his job. No matter what, if he is someone that is capable of having a relationship with you, you don't want to have a relationship with him because he's not a good person, Okay. If you've been graduated from that school for a couple of years and you should hook up in some kind of social circumstances, that's a wholly different situation. But insofar as he remains a part of the faculty, teaching faculty, where you were going to school, it would be totally inappropriate for him. Mm-hmm. What kind of grades do you get in general? Um, C's and D's. C's and D's. That's why I shouldn't care. And you get C's and D's in his class, too. Yeah. You just turned on by him. Yeah. Well, maybe if you did a little better in class, he'd take some notice of you. Well, maybe. Right, you know. Why don't you try that? Yeah, why don't you try that? Okay. I All bet right. if you started doing uh, a, a... A minus work. A minus, uh, B plus work, that uh, he would take some sexual interest in you. Okay. All right? All right. All right. <laughs> a cure. Any way you can do it, Hundra. Mm. Outcome is the important thing in that situation. You wouldn't think that would be an instinct to do better in front of someone you're uh, enamored with. Oh, yes, it would be. But she's got something going on there that, that says something about her. What? I don't know. No, I think it was that fact that I posed the question. Uh, Leslie, 20. Hi. Hey. How you doing? Good. I have a problem. Great. <laughs> I'm 20, uh-huh. and I've been going out with the same guy and having sex with him for over a year, mm-hmm. and I've never had an orgasm. You don't say. That would be a normal, common thing. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, have you had orgasms in the past? Never. Never with any guy? Never. Have you been with other guys before this guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, by, by yourself? Uh, yeah. You have. You do have orgasms by yourself? Oh, no. No, I've never had an orgasm, ever. In any, any way? No. And how often do you have sex with this guy? Uh, every day, just about. God bless you. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, if the guy didn't have an orgasm, uh, this would last three days, and then that would be it. No, nope. uh, more time for TV. No, he's really concerned, too. He doesn't like sex as much because I don't come. Right. So it's a problem. But do you understand the kind of... Can you picture oh, yeah. a world? Uh, we oh, get yeah. calls like this all the time. Yeah. I've, I've been in a relationship for uh, 17 years. I've never had an orgasm. We have sex 10 times a week. <laughs> Could you picture a guy saying this? No. Never happened. <laughs> it would never happen. Uh have uh, you uh, suffered any abuse, any trauma, no, anything like that? I'm completely normal other than that. Are you uh-huh. on a medication? Nope. Do you, attempt, control pills. do you attempt to diddle when you're on your own? Um, only since I've been going out with him. Uh-huh. And th- I'm trying to help it happen. But and that doesn't work out. Mm-mm. Well, uh, I think it's time to send up the, uh, the uh, bat signal. <laughs> we need um, producer Ann. I'm broken? No, 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 no. We, we need to call in the professionals. Mm. Uh, we need to uh, send up the big uh, Price Fister uh, signal up into the uh, sky, yeah, yeah. and uh, producer Ann will come running. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so you have tried masturbating? Yeah. How? Manually? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And do you feel weird doing it? Or um, I don't know. It I doesn't, just doesn't do anything for me, so. Okay, I don't think you're giving it enough 
effort or time. <laughs> you got to be in the right frame of mind. You got to really want it. You can't just say, "Okay, here I am, I'm going to touch myself and let's see what happens." Yeah. You got to feel it. You got to relax. You really got to get yourself in the mood and feel comfortable. And So it's going to uh, happen one day. It'll happen. You're definitely not broken. Well, let me explain something, if I, if I may, Anne, and you, you chime in if I'm out of line. Right. Whether it be a man or a woman, when you begin the masturbatory process, when you sit down to masturbate, mm-hmm. you have to do it like you're going to score. <laughs> you can't go in with a question mark. You, you know what I'm saying? Especially as a woman. You're not going to score. Yeah. You're not going to get the desired, achieve the desired results. Right, you definitely. have to go in there... Like a fighter entering the ring, which is uh, a hey, woman more so. I guess uh, that's I right. Can be you know distracted uh, so and still come. A guy could put cheese a whiz on his penis and, and have the exactly. have the dog lick it off while he's watching a McNeil Lair report Fabulous. on TV, and he will pets, have an orgasm. You? you don't have pets, do you? Probably. <laughs> no, you no, Adam. Thank God. Oh no, no. He'll be no. calling the SBCA. Uh, I, I had a schnauzer, but it was taken away, and I won't get into why. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, but he, here's, here's the situation. Now, I agree with Anne agreeing with me that with a woman, it's a very emotional process. And if you start with, well, maybe I'll give it a try, but I doubt anything's going to come of it, then nothing will. Right. You've got to be in the mood. You've got to feel good. You've got to be really relaxed. And you've got to just, this is your time you got to think about, you know, nothing else. Just relax. And if you don't achieve an orgasm manually, try a vibrator or try um, the little bathtub technique. <laughs> I knew we'd get to that eventually. <laughs> I knew. You guys just in there looking at me like, and? How many tubs in the new house? Eh? Mine? Uh, no, I, well, and I, just I have, moved. I actually have a jacuzzi tub oh, in the okay. master. Well, with like, it. it has six jets. Oh, nice. <laughs> She's quitting her job. <laughs> I'm squeaky clean. I have... Uh, have you christened all six jets? Uh, or have you just got to like three of them? Okay. That's none of your business. All right. I'm, 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 <laughs> the jets would sue if they could talk. All right, uh, Leslie. Mm. Uh, so, uh, manual, if that doesn't work, uh, go with the uh, vibrator. If that doesn't work, uh, try the tub. But the you key know is I'd go relax. Vibrator. Vibrator is the fastest. <laughs> relax. Thank you. All right. Good night. It will happen. Thank you, Ann. Charlotte, 29. Yes, I just wanted to make a comment. All right. I started listening to you guys a couple of weeks ago, and I find you very entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was listening to some girl named Charlie last week. If you might remember her, she was like 20, dating something. She was engaged. Charlie? Like, yeah, she was uh, kind of young, kind of wow, uh, kind of hip, kind of now. <laughs> yeah, and she was engaged to some guy that's like 41. Right. Remember the jealous freak? Yes. Right, 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 yeah. right. She was 22, I think. Yeah, he was like 44, 41, and uh, he was already starting off. He started mouthing off because someone bought a drink for her at a bar. Right, right, and the guy was butt ugly. Right, that was her comment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember that. Which made me think she was uh, butt immature, but yeah. go ahead. Well, the thing that occurred to me, see, is that when I was younger, I used to date older guys because I thought they were so mature. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you grow up a little bit, you realize that any man who's 41 that's dating somebody who's 22 obviously has a maturity problem. We have uh, stated that at nauseum on this show. And that, I, that any, not... any older guy, the, the reason that we are against older guys dating younger girls is not because of the fact. It's just because any guy who would date a teenage, you know, any 22-year-old would date a 15-year-old is impaired by definition. 
There's something wrong with it. Something oh, yeah, wrong I mean, with it. It's like you were talking about this gal who wants her teacher. Right. For one, I don't think it's love. She no. may think it's love. Sounds like lust to me. Well, it's whatever it is. But if the teacher does it, there's something wrong with the teacher, and she shouldn't be involved with him anyway. Right. If he has any type of morals or anything else, then he if he's a guy that she actually would want to date, then right. he would never touch her. That's correct. That is correct. So anyway. I is that that's your only comment? Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment, and uh, I don't have a bathtub. You don't. <laughs> You, you got a? Uh, can you get one installed in the uh, mobile home there? Or? No, I have a studio apartment and it's oh. a shower only. Oh, that's kind a of bitch. An issue. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, get the handheld jobs. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Not a bad plan. Let me tell you, uh, why uh, why uh, go hunting with a bazooka when you can use a sniper's rifle? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You can pinpoint that thing. <laughs> You yeah, and get the one that has different positions when you rotate it. Yeah, the different speeds. Yeah, the different jets. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I'm going to get one of those and put it in my ass just uh, just so I can get in on this whole craze. Hey, you know, you might as well. <laughs> hey, uh, don't get now, the fungus. All right, uh, Charlotte. Yeah. All right, let's talk about you for just one second. Okay. Uh, not married? No. No. Uh, seeing anybody right now? No. No. Uh, bitter about men, aren't you? <laughs> no, actually, I'm not. But you gave a no. Well, I kind of wish I was, but it just, I don't know, hasn't happened. What's the deal? You working? No. What's up with I'm that? I'm a student at Sac State. Sac State? Yes. And I'm trying to get a job. I went really to uh, the Penis U uh, for a short stint in the 70s. Uh, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, Sac State was our rival, actually. The uh, penis would take on the uh, sack. Oh, when the mascots <laughs> got in a fight, all hell. I mean, you really couldn't t- tell them apart eventually. Uh, <laughs> Sac State. Yeah, uh, I, I don't that, know. That's uh, not like Mount Sac, is it? I, I've tried to learn to hate men, but it just doesn't work for me. All right. Uh, so what are you studying? Um just taking general ed i'm a junior but i'm gonna right. i want to teach so all right so you can get some of that young uh, fresh penis <laughs> okay all right charlotte uh, good luck over there at Sa- sac state thanks all right bye the uh fighting nuts is the name of the uh football team over there at sac state uh, all right we're going to break here's love line before deworming here's love line after getting fixed Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. 
plum out of show. Blur will be in here tomorrow night. We'll be glad to see the uh, Liverpoolian glad, uh, lads again. Are they from Liverpool? I don't remember. All right. You're very involved with the I show. I don't remember. They're from England. They're from England, I, England, I know yes. that. And they, yes. Yes. Oh, we're going to read the bio. Yes, <laughs> producer Anna suggested I read the bio. That's something I'm going to do uh, 21 and uh, three-quarter hours from now, producer Ann. And until then, this is, uh, I want to thank the lovely Sherry and the beautiful Lisa for doing a wonderful job. I haven't thanked uh, the girls in a while. And producer Ann, who uh, really, uh, we got to get you more money, Ann. Not only do you do a wonderful job uh, booking the guests, but you're a strong on-air presence on the show. And uh, I care. You do care. And you listen. You're all over the show tonight. And uh, perhaps that extra money could come from uh, Engineer Mike's salary, who's getting paid more than he deserves. And that way it levels out and no one has to come up uh, with any more money. So this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew and uh, the lovely One Nut Wonder engineer Mike saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. Kiss my ass, Adam. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.